Today on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, we're hearing from the voice of the Ontario Reign. That is PA announcer, public address announcer, Jeff Pope. If you've been to a Reign game, you've heard his voice, and we're going to hear from him today all about the Reign and his life as a Kings fan. That is all coming up on today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. My name is Sarah Avampato, host of Locked On Los Angeles Kings, and thank you so much out there for making today's show your first listen of the day every day as we learn all about what's going on in the world of the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, The Kings have a little bit of a layoff right now. They don't play again until Thursday, so I figured we'd spend the beginning part of the week hearing all about the Ontario Reign. If you listened to yesterday's show, you already know. If you missed it, go back and check it out because I talked with Jason Hernandez, who is host of Locked on Ducks slash Gulls on Gulls Thursday, and who is a uh, frequent attender of Ontario Reign games for uh, secret reasons, we'll say, Uh, And so he is uh, my guest contributor anytime I need a a voice to uh, tell me what's going on at the ice level in Ontario Rain games. So we talked about the the Rain's most recent win over the Bakersfield Condors, a 3-2 overtime win. Uh, So that was yesterday's show. So you can go back and check that out. Uh, We did talk a little bit about Quentin Byfield in that show, uh, speculating whether or not he was going to get called up. We thought maybe it would actually happen because we've got two guys now added to the COVID protocol list, Alex Iafalo and Alex Turcotte, uh, but right now it seems like everyone is staying put, Byfield is staying with Ontario, so if you're headed out to a rain game, you're going to get to see him uh, in action, but so it's kind of rain week right now on Locked on Kings, so go back and check out yesterday's show for a little bit of perspective on what is going on in Ontario, but today we're talking with Jeff Pope, who is the public address announcer for Ontario Rain Games. If you've been out there to Toyota Arena uh, in Ontario, you have certainly heard him calling all the big moments of the game, big goal announcements, introing the team, and just being there to pump up the energy for these games. So he and I talked a little bit before the holiday, so there might be some, you know, holiday content in here, Staples Center content in here that is a little bit old, but uh, it is still great and fun, and uh, just keep that in mind as you're listening that we talked a little bit before the holiday break. But wanted to bring that for you today here on Locked on Kings. So without further ado, let's go check it out right now, my conversation with Jeff Pope, public dress announcer for the Ontario Reign. All right, so if you have listened to this show at any point in time, you know that I'm basically always telling you, go watch an Ontario Reign game. Go out to Ontario and see an Ontario Reign game. And uh, we're going to give you a little more incentive to go see or watch or hear an Ontario Reign game because we are talking to one of the voices of the Ontario Reign. You're going to hear him when you go out to Ontario, introducing your lineup, calling penalties, making some noise, we have Jeff Pope, who is the voice of the Ontario Reign. Uh, they're, uh, they're, totally forgot what you're called, the PA announcer. For the PA announcer, Rain. yes. Um, although a, you could probably come up with a cooler, like, sound warlock or something. Voice of God here yes. in Toyota Arena, your Ontario Reign! Exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad that you're here. Uh, we uh, have a little mutual connection between us who was like, Jeff wants to do the show. And I was like, great, awesome, let's do the show. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about your work with the rain. I know that you are a lifelong Kings fan, so we'll talk about some Kings memories. Uh, a little spoiler, uh, we all know that Staples Center is changing its name, so I've been doing a lot of talking with people about favorite Staples Center memories, so uh, 
keep that one in the back of your head for a little bit later. Uh, but you know, on your last podcast, you mentioned that they're going with crypto.com arena. You know, it, it'll always be staples to me. You oh, just yeah. can't change the name and all no. of a sudden, ooh, it's crypto.com arena. And the yeah, irony is that they bought the naming rights. It was a straight cash deal. Like no yeah. crypto actually <laughs> traded hands. Yeah. Okay. Whatever crypto.com. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't taking that deal in Bitcoin. <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll start out with the intro question of just. Tell me about you. Um, I love my LA Kings. I love my Ontario Reign. Uh, I, I do a morning show, radio morning show, Monday through Friday on Hot 103.9, um, 530 to 10. So I'm up at 245 to get to the radio station by 3.30. Get home, maybe if I'm lucky, 12.30, 1 o'clock. I get a good nap. Have to have a nap, Sarah. Otherwise, you're just done. Have to get my nap in. Um, and, and I love, let me just say how much I love four o'clock Kings games because I get to watch them entirety. I love them. I don't necessarily need them to win. I get to watch all three periods because at home game, mm -hmm. when they play at Staples, I get a period and it's bedtime. Yeah. I get one period. So I have to wake up at 2.45 and find out if they won the night before. So. Oh man. <laughs> I know it's absolutely brutal. But uh, yeah, I love four o'clock games and I became a Kings fan way back in the day. Uh, my brother and I randomly flipped the, you know, the, the TV channels. And I think we came upon a Kings game on uh, old channel nine. And we're mm -hmm. watching, we're like, this is a cool looking sport. That's <laughs> and played on and back then. Hell fighting that happened as often as you had passing. And that was mm -hmm. really cool. And I remember my, uh, I was taking my. In 1983 at the forum. Kings and the Detroit Red Wings. And I just remember Marcel Dion scored a goal and the Kings won. And this drunk dwarf who was rooting for the Red Wings got his ass kicked in a fight, a drunken brawl in front of us. And at the age of 12, I'm like, this is the greatest sport of all time. <laughs> and I just remember, you know, and we didn't really go to a lot of games back then. Um, our mom took us to a game and we we're very happy for that. And then there was like a custody battle. And then our dad ended up getting my brother and I. And I just remember, I finally turned uh, 16, got my driver's license. And the first <laughs> thing I did, we're going to go to Kings games down there in Inglewood. I remember the first time driving along Manchester and stopping at a Jack in the Box. Oh, bulletproof glass. This is impressive. No problem. And back then, Sarah, the cool thing is pre-Gretzky, if you had a student ID, you can buy a $5 ticket and sit in the colonnade five oh. bucks so well i'm packing my car with all my high school buddies we're going to games we're yelling and booing at gretzky and of course the kings inevitably would get knocked out of the yeah. first round of the playoffs by the oilers and then when they got gretzky oh my gosh let me explain that moment so my brother and i are watching tv and keith oberman at the time is the sports reporter for oh. ktla channel five and he went into a break with the tees by coming up, I'm about to explain how the Kings might be involved in the greatest trade in sports history. Oh. And he leaves. And so over the next three minutes of this commercial break, my brother and I, wow, biggest trade. Who do you think we're getting? And we, I think we threw out the name Mario Lemieux. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, who are we trading? Are we going to trade Luke Robitaille? You can't trade Luke. <laughs> the freak rookie. He's like one of the best rookies. And, and, and Steve Duchesne and Jimmy Carson. All these guys, how about Bernie Nichols? I don't know. Well, he just said it was the greatest trade in. So we're just 
coming up with names or whatever. We never thought that the greatest name in hockey mm -hmm. history we've included in this trade. And so after the commercial break, it's like now 1045 at night. And uh, they go to him, the lead anchor say, all right, we go to the big breaking trade news that Keith Oberman has. He's like, all right, according to my sources, at this time tomorrow, Wayne Gretzky will be a member of the Los Angeles Kings. My brother, oh, we lost it. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, oh my God. And we're, we're hugging and dancing and, and screaming. Keep in mind, my dad goes to bed at 9 p.m. sharp. He is not to be bothered, Sarah. He is not to be bothered. And he comes storming out of his bedroom and comes into our room and opens the door and he's wearing his tidy whities and nothing else. What the F is going on in here? I said, Dad, Wayne Gretzky just got traded to the Kings. Oh, that is big news. Carry on, boys. And he went right back to his room and we freaking, ah! and then the phone rang. And I'm like, oh crap, we're gonna be in big trouble. But my dad let it go because he knew this was a big deal. Now my <laughs> high school friends were all talking, oh my God, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky. Ah! <laughs> and the minute we had an opportunity, we got in line at Music Plus to buy tickets to opening night. And all of a sudden there's the line of people buying hockey tickets. Where were these people all right? these years before? I could just randomly go up to Music Plus, you know, let me mm -hmm. buy this cassette tape. And you got any tickets at the King's Game? <laughs> oh, we got 10,000 tickets at the King's Game. I'll buy a couple, thank you. So that was it. Um, it just just the carry on and, mm -hmm. and and my life and all the you know the memories of you know when my my wife and i our, our first date was a king's game ah. it was 1990 kings against the new york islanders and i had <laughs> been taking off of work several times we worked together at a bowling alien ranch mm -hmm. i remember blowing up like hey can you cover for me i have tickets <laughs> to the king's game i'm gonna go and finally after having her cover my shifts so for hockey games she's like well when are you gonna take me to one of these hockey games so i took her Nice. And she fell, fell in love with Bernie Nichols and Marty mm -hmm. McSorley after that very first game because I think he had a pair of goals and McSorley kicked someone's ass and she just <laughs> fell in love with the sport. There so, you go. Growing the game. It's been, exactly. It's, back. <laughs> it's been a wonderful, wonderful era of Kings hockey in my life. I love, love it. I feel like it's, it's so interesting hearing stories about, you know, you know obviously pre-social media, pre-computers, but like that's still that excitement mm -hmm. of like, wow, this might be happening. You never know. And, but you have like a whole day of being like, is this for real? Is it for real? Now it's yeah. like one person floats mm -hmm. a rumor 10 minutes later, like, you know, Elliot Friedman <laughs> confirms it. And then right. the team is no like, kidding. Oh, crap. And then they have to make the announcement. Like it's a very, right. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then the mayor has the complete breakdown mm -hmm. of everybody involved mm -hmm. in the trade and the press conference hasn't been held yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like, a completely different era. Yeah, it's like very anticlimactic. You're like, well, but I, it, okay, I, oh, I didn't happen. Okay. Well, right. it's already been reported on Twitter, I suppose. Right, right. Like, I, you know, what, what's mm -hmm. Rob Blake going to tell me that Twitter didn't already tell me? Like, yeah, me no kidding, you, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, we're going to have more with Jeff Pope coming up right after this. We're going to get his perspective on the Ontario Reign and what we're seeing from them this season. But before we get into that, let's talk beards, because if you have a beard, then you need to get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, you need to get primal. Make sure that you are the guy who is having the best beard in the room. Maybe you're someone who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Well, primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. So they're not just good for you and good for your beard, they're also good for the world. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as having the best feel in beard products available. 
All their products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Plus, if you are trying to figure out what to get someone and you can't just make up your mind, well, they have combo kits, which are great holiday gifts, post-holiday gifts, Valentine's Day gifts, maybe. So if you're shopping for someone or you're shopping for yourself, you will be glad that you did. So I feel like if you've ever like interacted with a beard, had some beard feel, you know the benefit, you know how great it is to have like a nice, smooth, soft, luscious beard and not like itchtopia. So if you've got a beard, you should be checking out this product. And of course, we all know that every company out there claims to have the best of the primal origin oils, challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to all the other products that you have used. We promise that you're going to see and feel the difference. Remember to use the code locked on when you go to primaloriginoils.com to get 20% off your order. Again, that is code locked on at the checkout for 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Now let's head on back to talking with Jeff Pope, the public dress announcer for the Ontario Rain. So how did you get involved with working with the Rain? You know, it that that started back in in 2008. Obviously, I was the original announcer, the PA announcer for the Rain mm-hmm. back in the ECHL days. And I remember when it was they were going to build the arena first and then it was announced that the Long Beach Ice Dogs were going to become the Ontario Reign and move out there. Mm-hmm. And my brother's like, oh my gosh, dude, there's going to be a professional hockey team in Ontario. We got to get season tickets. And I jokingly said to him, well, if I'm not doing the public address announcing, absolutely. <laughs> and it so happened that the owner of the then Reign, his name is was still is Justin Kemp. His first hire was a sales guy who went to school with me at Cal State San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. We were fellow radio DJs. Mm-hmm. And I guess he dropped in a word says, Hey, listen, I got a buddy, Jeff Pope. He's like the biggest hockey fan here in the Illinois empire. He's announced a couple of hockey games as it is. You bring him in. We don't even have to worry about hiring a PA announcer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So they invited me up to Chipotle in Ontario for a lunch <laughs> and over a burrito. I was hired as the PA announcer. There was like no tryout. There was no nothing. I just said, Hey, listen, you hire me. I got, I, I know the cadence. I David mm-hmm. Courtney. I got this handled. You worry about other things. This is a brand new hockey team here in the Illinois empire. We're gonna have some fun, and those games were an absolute blast. You know, Jason obviously was an off-ice official, mm-hmm. and the I again, hockey is a sport where if you go in person, you are hooked. Yeah, hooked. Yeah. TV does not do hockey mm-hmm. justice. You go in person, you're hooked. And there were so many, you know, folks here in the Inland Empire had no idea what hockey was. They didn't know the difference between red line and and mm-hmm. But they're coming out to games. <laughs> And they just loved it. It was cheap entertainment. Mm-hmm. And we packed the house for those games. I mean, we were surprised how quickly hockey picked up here in the Inland Empire, where the Ontario Reign were now leading the ECHL in attendance. Mm-hmm. Constant leaders. And it was just something to go in on a Saturday night, and you've got a sold-out crowd. Yeah. It was just, you know, the rush. Um, and I did that up until 20, I think 24. And then I had to... I lost my radio job here in the IE, ended up getting another job up in San Jose. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to leave full time. I mean, the team would still fly me down on weekends mm-hmm. for like special events mm-hmm. and, and auction items and that type of thing. Um, and then when the job available again, mm-hmm. which kind of surprised me, I, I was actually sitting on my couch. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> and someone else hit me up and said, hey, the rain job is available the PA job and I'm going to apply for it. But if you've already applied for it, I'm not even going to waste my time. I'm like, wait, the job is open. <laughs> and I saw it was, and I went ahead and, and filled yeah. it out. And under job experience, 
I was the underrated right. announcer from the Literally Ruby done this. <laughs> yeah, I've done this before. And the difference, obviously, with a solo owner back in mm -hmm. 2008, one guy who owned the team, and now it's AEG mm -hmm. and it's AHL. I still had to have two Zoom interviews, a phone interview, <laughs> an arena tryout. Oh, wow. Which, and again, I completely understood. It's, it's a different right. era. This is a corporation. You've got to dot the I's, you've got to cross the T's, you have to go through the whole thing. Um, so I ended up getting my job back and and I can tell you right now, slightly different skill level with mm -hmm, the AHL mm -hmm. as opposed to the ECHL where those players back then, okay, a couple of years from now, they might be what, firefighters, maybe real estate agents, mm -hmm. as opposed to, all right, Quentin Byfield is out right. here stick handling like a champ and he's gonna be the future of right. the LA Kings. And a guy that I'm announcing now, he may get, Christian Wolanin was just mm -hmm. called to mm -hmm. Alex Edlin roster, and this happens all the time. So it's yeah. a completely different level. It is such a it's just, and I have the best seat in the house, literally right there on the yeah. ice on the red line. So it's it's an absolute blast, Sarah. Absolute blast. So this is a job that really takes a ton of energy. You're a radio guy. You're good at projecting that energy. But as a person who's like a little more chill, like I would not be a good PA announcer get yourself amped up for those big moments for the big goal for you know introducing the team like what, what's the secret behind it it's just it's just preparation i will you know get get the script uh, uh the day before and just give it a pre-read so that way every don't have any mistakes that slip up on me when i actually do the game and just you know having the player you know the, the if, if someone were to sit behind me and they're sitting behind me i've got like the the rosters some of the rosters that I have written the last names don't look anything like their actual last name because I don't <laughs> care how it's spelled. I just want to pronounce yeah. it correctly. Yeah. All right. Like uh, Jacob Muvereri. That's not exactly, I don't have his last name spelled out. I've got it completely broken down phonetically. Yeah. Um, but there's always, you talk about the excitement level. Obviously I will announce a goal differently. If it's the first goal for the rain that breaks up an eight, nothing shutout against San Diego. And there's right. 50 seconds left in the third period. Yeah. I'm not gonna give it the same excitement level. Not the fourth goal in a row on a major power play to take the four, three lead with mm -hmm. 30 seconds to play. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's funny, uh, as I'm doing the game, I don't actually yell and scream when the goal is scored. The first thing I do is I look at the clock. Yeah. Okay, let's see, 18, four, let me write that down, 117. For the guy next to me to tell me who got the goal, who got the assists. Mm -hmm. And then I give it the, you know, just the energy level deserves. Is it like mm -hmm. a very important goal? And luckily this year, the Rain haven't really had a problem of scoring a goal to make it 8-1 for the other team. I mean, they've right. been on fire, mm -hmm. which is such a fun thing to be a part of. You know, they've got one of the best records in the NHL, so there's a lot of excitement. The team is absolutely stacked, so it's mm -hmm. hard not to have the excitement when they score a goal. Or Martin Firth just blasts another power play off the one-timer. <laughs> you know, it's just, how do you not have the excitement? And then mm -hmm. it feeds off the crowd. Yeah. The crowd is into it then I'm going to be into it, you know? So it's, yeah, that's pretty much part of it. I think it, the crowd also feeds off of me and hopefully I feed off the crowd as well. <laughs> so you do obviously get to see a ton of rain games. And like you said, they're on fire this year. It's been great to yeah. watch. Um, and it, you know, it's something that the listeners of this show are used to me saying, you have to see mm -hmm. what's happening here in Ontario. Last year, right. they struggled so much at the beginning of the year that, you know, everyone mm -hmm. got very frustrated very quickly. Um, and, 
they ended the season hot. It's carried over to this year. They're one of the best teams in the league. People are already talking about them in terms of playoffs and, you know, playoffs, playoffs right? Like, like slow your roll. I mean, I don't want to say that it's, it's expected to point like, okay, easy. Now I still remember how anything can happen. This is a Kings team. Let's just Mm -hmm. take Mm -hmm. it, see, take it. But again, you, as you, you look at the talent, Sarah, Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's just when just, for example, Martin Furk should easily be on the parent club. Yeah. Easily be on the parent club. But if you want to let let us have him in his 109 mile an hour slap shot, we're okay <laughs> with that. I mean, Austin Wagner is on our fourth line. Mm-hmm. Austin Wagner is on yeah. the fourth line. And and you know, when he played for the Kings, what, three, three times a game, he had a breakaway. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's the talent level that we're looking at. Um I, I hope everything continues to go well, but as you know, hockey, you have, mm-hmm. you have injuries. They can be a part of the game as well. Um, but we're just very fortunate. And especially with Ontario, just starving to see championship. Yeah. Starving to like see success the playoffs. We never really had that in the ECHL days. Mm-hmm. Haven't had that now in the AHL, but now you look at, at this lineup, you look mm-hmm. at this, this roster. I'm like, wow. I mean, all the prospects the Kings have compiled over the years. Yeah. And wow. I mean, we're just <laughs> Samuel Fugimo and Kotchev. These guys should be on the parent club and yeah. we've got them. Now, yeah. obviously, minor league hockey being what it is, the, the roster can completely change by the time we get mm-hmm. to March and April. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know what? Let's just rack up some points now. Let's yeah. get what we can now and we'll see what as we get a couple months down the road. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So whose whose performance has surprised you the most? Um, you know, these are a lot of these are guys that you're familiar with last season too. But is there anyone who's kind of standing out to you as a guy who you're like, wow, didn't expect that out I, of him? I, I did not expect Martin Furt to be leading the team in goals. Mm-hmm. I am not going to lie. I you know, it got to the point where, okay, is he is he a journeyman? You mm-hmm. know, what's his role? What's he doing? But I love how the team like when they have a power play it's almost like all right he's gonna be on the left side yeah. they're lining him up for the one-timer is mm-hmm. and yet the other teams yeah you would think okay block the passing lane get a stick down there right. you're obviously trying to let Furky get a blast that's the whole point mm-hmm. and you know it's almost like arthur Cullen for the for the parent team mm-hmm. line him up on the right side let him get the one-timers um i did not expect that success out of him um and, and it's just he's done that yeah, Samuel Fugimo, okay, I expected, because he's like second team in scoring, we kind of expected that, mm-hmm. but what Furky is doing is amazing, and, yeah. and on Jersey for a minute, and you could tell, okay, he's ready to play mm-hmm. the NHL, just his confidence on the ice, just the way he yelled at an official for a high <laughs> stick call, just the way he yelled at this guy mm-hmm. from the AHL, you just, okay, he's yelling at him like he's already in the NHL. Yeah. You know, and you can tell guys out there have the confidence. Mm-hmm. They already know, okay, we're going to be at that level. Quentin Byfield, mm-hmm. I could already tell. I mean, he might as well just be some real estate in Hermosa Beach along with the rest of the Kings. <laughs> you know, get a place in Manhattan Beach. I mean, he just, the way he carries himself out there. Mm-hmm. I've only seen him, just that last game was the first game I've seen him in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, you can tell. He, he's got a confidence level that I, I hope we have him for a couple of games. I know we have a couple of games coming up later on this week, including the teddy bear toss. Mm-hmm. I hope to see him, you know, before he gets called up to the parent club. But um, uh, Tyler Madden is playing well. But I would say, yeah, definitely uh, Marty Furk. I, I, even though I think a lot of Rain fans I've spoken to did not expect this type of performance mm-hmm. and production out of him. 
Yeah. And I feel like FERC is interesting because it's, I don't want to compare Martin FERC to Alex Ovechkin. Like, you can't. There's only one you Alex Ovechkin. But it's the same, that. it's the same thing. Like everyone knows that Ovechkin is going to be right there and he's going to shoot from there. And yet he scores 50 goals a year and just no, you know. Absolutely correct, Sarah. You're absolutely right. Everyone knows it's coming and we can watch that develop. Mm -hmm. Is he slides over here to the side, they work the puck at the point and he's wide open. Like he's got a stick in the air. I'm hungry. Feed me. <laughs> let's do this. And I'm watching the defense. Really? You're going to, you can, you don't have to set up in a box. You can yeah. have one guy kind of put a stick out there to keep that puck from getting over. But hey, whatever works, you yeah. know. And you're thinking if we could, if there was a way to utilize that, mm -hmm. the parent club, mm -hmm. like you said, like Alex Ovechkin, he just stands off the side. Yeah, you know he's gonna, you know yeah. that's his whole role. They're just gonna slide in the puck and let him freaking tee off in the goaltender. Yeah, and for, you know? no one wants to stay in front of him. Everyone knows, <laughs> you know. Oh. You know, every, every, everyone goalie wants no part of that. It's yeah. 109 mile an hour vulcanized rubber coming at you, right. Sarah. I'd be like, I'm out of here. That. Have fun with your goal. I'm, I'm yeah. done. Even the defender's like, I don't have a guaranteed contract. I'm not going to block that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's so it's so fun to watch though, because yeah, you watch you watch the rain power mm -hmm. play, and you know exactly what's going right. to happen. You know he's going to mm -hmm. get the puck and he's going to shoot it, and he loves to shoot the puck. And then ta-da! Now we have a power play goal. <laughs> Not only does he love to shoot the puck, I think his teammates love to feed him the puck. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, and when he misses, even we in the press box duck because that <laughs> king could be flying around the glass. Who knows where that puck, yeah. you know? Well, I remember when I was, was out for when the H, the All-Star game was in Ontario, I was out there for it. And um, just seeing how excited all of the other guys were whenever, right. Burke hit you know hit that record of you know all the other guys from the rain were super excited everyone was just like this is the coolest thing we've ever seen but yeah no one wants to be in front of it <laughs> the, the reaction when the clock when the timer showed 109 miles an hour was sick mm -hmm. I'm sure the yeah. rain his teammates knew he had a hard shot mm -hmm. I don't think they knew that because yeah. of the shock and awe when yeah. that number popped up was like whoa yeah. 109 yeah yeah, but that's reaction, a lot of fun. And yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, the reaction in the press box was, you know, you're, <laughs> you're in a press box, you're not supposed to have like feelings about what's happening. Universally, mm -hmm. everyone around me was just like, <gasps> like expletives, like of just yeah. talk of what he had done. Oh, and the crowd reaction. I think mm -hmm. that's one one for the books. Yeah. When that number came up, you know? Yeah, yeah, that was so good. I feel like that's that's one of the things that I love most about the AHL is, you know, especially like mm -hmm. All-Star game, like you you don't get that at, you know, the NHL, right. like just that kind of friendship, mm -hmm. like there's so, you're so close to the fans that. Right. It, it, right. It's, it's a different vibe. I've been to the, the all-star game for the NHL when they did it in LA and, you know, mm -hmm. still fun, but it's, it's a different feeling entirely. Oh, I, I remember that all-star game also. Uh, the difference being that, you know, here, I'm actually right there, ice level, and the mm -hmm. All-Star game, I was in section 318. So yeah, <laughs> slightly removed from, from the quality, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So how cool is it to get to see the future of this, the Kings team on the ice, you know, being not just the voice of the team, but also a guy who's a fan? Like, how, how neat is it to get to see Quentin Byfield out there? It, I, it's hard to describe. It's almost like a pinch me moment because I am a fan. Mm -hmm. a diehard fan of the team and unlike again and i referenced earlier with the echl these guys weren't really play for the parent mm -hmm. club yeah. it just wasn't going to happen yeah. um i think jeff zakoff was a few mm -hmm. original rain players that actually did make it to the show but here 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you look I feel and just watching him in warm up, the way he stick handles, yeah. and it's just wow, these guys, this this is the future. Mm-hmm. That's like the number two. <laughs> and I get to say his name during a warm up. That is cool. And during the pregame, uh, yeah, it's just it is a lot of fun. Um, and, and and even even some of the fans that sit close to the penalty box, mm-hmm. like yeah, the Sean Jersey in there, mm-hmm. and they're in awe, and they're trying to take their seats, you know, up against the glass, <laughs> trying to get the player in the background. It's diff- differently, definitely different. Yeah, here having these guys knowing that they're going to eventually make the show. So many of them, yeah, and watching them develop their game that's one of the coolest things having the seat that i do is i get Mm -hmm. to watch this happen like in real time yeah awesome well one of the questions i floated at the beginning told you to think about it um Mm -hmm. staples there is going to be crypto dot whatever officially before we know it um, we've talked uh, i had jason hernandez on the show he and i both talked about staples center memories and Mm -hmm. favorite things so i figured i would extend the same question to you what are your top three moments at Staples? Could be Kings related, could be otherwise, but uh <laughs> could be Kings related. <laughs> I mean, it's, so basically there it's you know almost all Kings related I, uh, for game six against the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. So that has to be number one to actually see them win the cup. And and my brother had flown down from the state of Washington. And remember, we grew up watching the Kings. Mm-hmm. And since then, I mean, we had the mini plan. You know, we, we got that back when they were really, when their leading score was mm-hmm. Dimitri Kristich. Are you kidding me? So we decided, <laughs> yeah, we'll get this. gives us all access to all the playoff games. And, mm-hmm. you know, that came in handy, what, back in 2001 when we pulled off the frenzy in Figueroa, which, by the way, number two favorite moment. Let me throw that out there <laughs> nice. as I worked that in. And, you know, eventually my brother ended up his job, moved him up to the state of Washington. So that entire 2012 run mm-hmm. when they won and our mom who took us to our very first game passed away mm-hmm. just three days earlier. Oh, and wow. so, and she was living with, uh, she had moved in Washington. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going up there and having it take care of business mm-hmm. and it led to game one Kings, Vancouver Canucks, the playoffs started and mm-hmm. the Kings end up winning. Dustin Brown had an empty net goal and we're freaking in tears. Oh my God, it wasn't really and so that entire run was just insane, including, yeah. and my brother would fly down to be for the home games and he mm-hmm. would fly back and, and, oh, and remember wow. I'm doing a morning show also. Yeah. So I'm going to LA for a <laughs> 7.30 face-off for the first two rounds. I'm getting home at 11.30 at night and then turning around and doing a morning <laughs> show. It was just, I was the most tired I've ever been in my life, but that run ever. Remember yeah. now, keep in yeah. mind that whole playoffs, what they, they had three nothing leads for the mm-hmm. first for every round. They led three nothing. It was like a, a whitewash. Seeing um, <laughs> them win the cup and seeing all these grown men crying mm-hmm. was something special. Uh, the frenzy in Figueroa, I definitely would have to be the the number two uh, moment at Staples. Um, wow, the third. Then I actually caught a puck. <laughs> I was living in San Jose. I had vacation time. I came down for a game. It was a Thursday night. I don't even know who the Kings were playing, but uh, my friend got tickets down low. I remember a King way down in the defensive end went to clear the puck and it was a line drive coming right at me. And I ended up getting an arm up. I made the save, picked up the puck and I, I still have it. In fact, I've got it up against my wall here when I actually, so that would be, that would be the all time, my top three moments. Of this. It's all, King, all Kings related yeah. as yeah. it should be. As it should be. I figured, I don't know, you could be a secret, you know, huge Clippers fan or something. And then, you know, yeah, based on that look. I think yeah. most Clippers fans like to kind of lay. <laughs> I never did understand. 
How can you be a Clipper fan? They moved up here in the middle of the Lakers Showtime era. <laughs> what would make somebody say, you know, I'm a basketball fan, but this quality the Lakers are giving me with Magic and Worthy and Kareem, and I'm not feeling that. Let me go follow this team from yeah. San Diego. I don't yeah, quite I understand really that. Root for an underdog. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, one question I always kind of like to close with when I talk to people who have interesting hockey-related jobs is mm -hmm. what, what advice would you have? If, you know, there, there's always some kid who's sitting in the audience who's you know, doing the starting lineup right along with the, the, the PA guy. What, what's your you know, advice to get into that? The, uh, my, my, my backup is actually a 19-year-old college student from Cal Lutheran. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so you could say he's a kid i i just say just uh do the do the preparation do not take this job for granted uh just focus on the names and when i say do the preparation like go to youtube figure out how names are pronounced you don't know right away um or guys in the pony box how do you say your last name one more time uh and focus on diction like read it out loud just don't grab the script and just start reading it as soon as you get there prepare yourself just read it over so that way something doesn't come up that flubs you when you're on the microphone live and and even to and i love i love the paper scripts and i know <laughs> that and because i've been there i've seen folks with their laptops mm -hmm. and they're tr using technology and try to and all of a sudden the laptop dies mm -hmm. oops you're you're on your own there so yeah. that's why paper and if you ever see me go to a you know, prepare for my job. I will always have my old school instruments. I've got my mm -hmm. my Scotch tape, so I can paper on the the glass in front of me. Yep, I've yep. got my my scissors in case I need to cut literal cut and paste because some called three hours before the game starts, mm -hmm. and I don't have that on my my roster. So someone comes up and they're like, "Wow, look at all this!" But you know, it works. Mm -hmm. It works. It makes the game go go smooth. And and try not to get overly excited mm -hmm. like that first kings goal or that first rain goal they didn't just win the stanley mm -hmm. cup all right? right they didn't win the championship just give it and then and feed off the crowd also mm -hmm. uh if the crowd is really into it like it was the tying goal with five seconds left have at it mm -hmm. match the euphoria that the the fans are giving uh, but most importantly just it, it's a fun job but it does require some preparation mm -hmm. You know, if you put the prep work into it, put the research into it, I think it'll definitely show with the with the product that you have. I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me here on the show today for sharing uh, all those thoughts about the Kings and their players. And I, I love I love hearing people's origins of being hockey fans and yeah, seeing mm -hmm. it live. There's no substitution for it. That was what hooked me as a hockey fan was right. You, know, you watch it on TV, you're like, oh, this is fun, and then you go to a it's game and you're fun. like, I want. Can I do this every day? <laughs> <laughs> That's I get that reaction a lot. Um, and there's and I, I want to show instance where we I was used to working for um, a radio station out here, and I happened to be picked to sing the national anthem Kings game. I had gone in, tried out like everybody else, and I ended up choosing a Thursday night game, Calgary versus the LA Kings, because I could anthem, which was cool. And our radio station jumped on it. And basically rented out a bus and we brought huh. a bunch of listeners to this Kings game. Huh. Well, trust me, hardly any of these listeners had ever been to a hockey game. Yeah. And so we take them down and it's the type of party bus where they're stopping off at a liquor store, <laughs> grab some alcohol, take them to the game. And in that first period, there was three Kings goals. There were two fights. And all I know is 
My boss tell me, you will not believe how many of our listeners went to the box office and bought tickets. <laughs> because they immediately fell the sport because of the goals and the hitting and the music. It was just the overall game experience, which again, I think hockey by far, nothing comes close as the in-person experience. If you go, you're hooked. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, I hope that some of our listeners of Locked on Kings get out there to Ontario. They get to hear you get excited about goals. I hope it's like an 8-1 win <laughs> for the rain. And that, you, know, right. you, get to, you get to announce every guy's name. So all that prep work you did to, to, to practice their names, you get to use it because they all score goals. That's I right. Hope, I hope that happens. Um, That's a blast. For, for, for people, if anyone wants to keep up with you, uh, you know, find out more about you, uh, anything you want to pitch uh, before we uh, head off here. Hey, I just, uh, I, I play the IE's best mix in Hot 103.9. I'm on Hot 103.9 Monday through Friday. If you live in the LA area, don't be discouraged because it's Spanish music. Mas musica la manana. I can't help that. You can follow me uh, not only on Instagram, but also Facebook and Twitter at Jeff Pope Radio. And Sarah, thank you so much for having me. It was a genuine pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, go rain. And go Kings go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much to Jeff for being on the show. It's been great to talk to him. And I certainly hope that we're going to be able to have him back on uh, later on in the season, uh, especially as things get spicier for the rain uh, as they head towards the end of the season. And don't say it too loud, but maybe playoffs. Uh, So love to have Jeff back on the show. That is it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be here all week long talking about the Kings, uh, looking forward to their schedule coming up. Uh, so make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. Uh, come say hello and uh, enjoy the Kings and enjoy the rain. Make sure you go out there, uh, check out the rain schedule on their website and go check out a rain game. That is it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in, for subscribing, for emailing and Twittering and all that great stuff. And I can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow and every day this week here on Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.